0: doesn't really matter, does it? It's just always so sweet. He's so incredibly sweet. You know, when, when I knew I was going to come through and do this this evening is, I thought I'd wear this shirt because it's kind of supernatural. breaking through chains and I think in my head I thought that would come with a crash and a boom but I realize it's actually deeper when it comes with rain he's shifting our atmospheres he's making the natural supernatural Visions that I felt God wanted me to share tonight. And quite honestly, I don't know where either of them will go. But if you want to know the name of my slides, they were called Encounter. So I said to the worship team, or oh, I don't know if you should go down or whether you should stay up, because we think this could go anywhere. But if I may, I'm going to ask the sound team to perhaps flick up something that I think will set the tone. If you could give me my first lion. I was speaking to somebody on the way in, and they said, I've been seeing lions for six weeks now. When I close my eyes, when I dream, I see lions. And I know we're meant to be about eagles. I get that. I've been around long enough. It just seems to me that lions are coming back. Of this preach, if you can call it that, is called The Return of the Lions. Freed, made bold, sanctified, healed, and empowered. And there's a story through these visions I'll share. We're going to leave Egypt. We're gonna be baptized through the Red Sea. We're gonna be sanctified in His Word. We'll enter that promised land together. And we're gonna run, run, run to the battle line. We're not gonna hesitate. We're not gonna think about it. We're just gonna run. Because the workers are here. The workers are here. The workers are here three visions the first came about two months ago a month ago and if I could bring up the next slide of line two we received a picture from an amazing lady that we all know has been a member here for a long time no longer she's also awesome. and she had painted this picture. And as we presented it during worship, I got this overwhelming vision that this lion represents a fear, that there is a fear that we have to look at in the eyes to grab hold of that lion and to look it boldly in the eyes. And I can understand why. Lions are scary. They're terrifying. They've got flames coming out of their heads. Well, this particular lion is the lion of Judah. And this particular lion it has got flames coming out of it that rush from Cape Town through the whole of Africa. And a gold dust that covers the land in glory. So I understand if you would be nervous to look this line in the eyes. But my first invitation to you tonight is going to be just that. The word over this is God said if you boldly look into the lion's eyes and let it search your heart let him search your heart he will embolden you he will remove all fear he will change you from the inside out and then back again Is his spirit so I'm going to encourage you to look into that lion's eyes or just where you're sitting quietly where you're open your heart His beautiful face says he searches our hearts and he unlocks his gift. So, Jill sent me an email a few days ago. I don't think she knew what I was going to be covering. <laughs> she said, Yeah, just take a look at this. And it is a prophecy from Lana Vosa. And the prophecy was the Lion of Judah is roaring over financial burdens, fears, and concerns. She had a vision And she saw the line of Judah And he was fiercely roaring Over financial burdens Fears The concerns of his people The atmosphere was so full of truth That the Lord had this completely covered The Lord is covering what is happening And he has seen the worry, concern, fear and burden That many have been carrying Because of financial issues she saw him roaring over his people, she saw the yokes of those burdens breaking. And she felt Matthew eleven twenty nine, which says, Come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take up my yoke and learn from me, because I am lowly and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. So for those of you who are weary and burdened from worry, fear, and concern regarding financial issues or work issues or relational issues, he has you covered. He's covering it all. Continue to walk towards him, for he is going to give you rest. And as he roars, there will be a shift and a breakthrough. Listen to his roar, be reassured, he's got this. As I thought about that, I wondered whether we should be literally roaring. Roaring. seem like a very civilized thing to do, does it? Because lions are civilized, aren't they? (laughs) The question is just how much are we willing to let slip into our lives? How much are we willing to live with? How long are we willing to be under pressure, sick, downtrodden, financially battling? The Lion of Judah is roaring over our lives, and I'd like to join him. I, for one, would like to stand up and join him. And you might find this a little bit strange, you might find this a little bit unordinary, but I feel strongly that as we rise and as we risk it, looking a little bit silly, and I'm not talking a meow, (laughs) I'm talking about stretching those vocal cords. would love to join the line of Judah roaring over their finances roaring over their situation roaring over the problems they are facing I try to download a sample of that. <laughs> I don't know why I bothered. <laughs> See, it takes courage to stand up and roar. <laughs> it really, really does. Because it's as we face our fears like the Israelites did as they stood up in Egypt and said right we'll leave it's no longer okay it's no longer fine to be imprisoned it's no longer okay to have second best we want more sure it's comfortable we understand what it's like here but we want more and as we roar I believe we are stepping out and we're stepping beyond We're leaving Egypt. We're leaving Egypt. (laughs) So, where are we going? (laughs) So, the story goes they were directed every step along the way small steps, large steps. Crossing the Red Sea. Crossing the Red Sea. The Bible talks about the foreshadow of crossing the Red Sea as that which Christ would do for us to die under the water and to be resurrected into new life, to be baptized. And to be sanctified, made whole, completely, utterly, entirely. And I think his word for us is sanctification at this stage. You've left Egypt. You've roared your lion roar. But he has a burning coal for your lips this evening. Ours me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. My eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a live coal, which he had taken with the tongs from the altar, and he touched my mouth with it and said, Behold, this has touched your lips; your iniquity is taken away, and your sin purged. Also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? who will go for us and I am, then I said here I am <laughs> send me send me for I've given them your word and the world has hated them because they're not of this world just as I'm not of the world I do not pray that you should take them out of the world but they should keep them from the evil one they're not of the world just as I'm not of the world sanctify them by your truth Your word is truth, as you sent me into the world. I also have sent them in the world, and for their sakes I sanctify myself, that they also may be sanctified by the truth. I really believe that as we focus in on him now, is that he is touching us, he is sanctifying us. His words don't return void. Is entering our hearts, he's completing his work, he has paid the price. We're not from this world, we are born anew. So, I invite you in. Imagine that cold touching your lips, imagine your heart softened. so to enter the promised land for he who believes the law cannot enter it; only the spirit can only the new man can the sanctified man has authority given to you because so what I'm going to say to you is what you're thinking and declaring matters As you're walking this journey now, what you're thinking and declaring matters. What you're doing when no one is looking matters. If you believe that your spirit doesn't change anything when you walk in a room, you're deceived. What are you directing your spirit towards? And actions matter. You may have been running from his voice. It's easier to believe the lie. Your voice and actions matter. So, how will we know that we believe that we matter? He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons, they will speak new tongues, they will take up serpents, and they will drink anything deadly and will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So the second vision is this, and it's called deluge. The first, staring in the face of the lion, letting him search your heart, emboldening you. The second is the deluged water crashing down from an open heaven, falling on all the mountains around us, and the water building up, and waves, and rivers, and tributaries, rushing together, and Flash flooding down the hill towards us and the people, we see it we see that delish, that open spirit, waves, the stream coming, we see it and we react and there's those that cannot act they don't want to act and there are those that turn and run in the direction of the waves to catch the waves they're caught up in the waves they're playing with the waves in and out, in and out like porpoises jumping up and down through the waves they and finally they are launched out of the waves into open space open space freedom the choice has to be made Choose to enter the Promised Land. And so now the battle begins. And now the lions and eagles. Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Jesus Christ Himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom the whole building being fitted together rose into a holy temple in the Lord in whom you are also being built together for a dwelling place of God in the spirit because the third vision is an aerial view of hundreds, thousands of lions walking through the savannah slowly, young lions so many But where are the eagles? And suddenly the eagles flash into space. You can see them swooping left and right, up and down, over the lions, around the lions, the eagles and the lions, the eagles and the lions. And suddenly they start moving faster and faster, more intentionally, faster and faster. They're running, swooping, sailing, Bared teeth, open beaks Roaring, screeching And as they go I see strengthening Healing Weaknesses just falling away Castle there. Could you show me the line with the, the baby? I think he knows your destiny knows your destiny you know courage isn't the absence of fear it's standing up regardless it's entering the promised land regardless you know it's in the risk that the greatest reward is found 1 Samuel chapter 17, David and Goliath meet on a plain between two cities. And the Hebrew names of those I won't try and repeat. But the English translation of those is roughly that they were fighting between a rock and a hard place on the edge of blood. Because that was the area, the region they were nearby. It strikes you if you look at David's life. All his miracles that he experienced came somewhat out of being between a rock and a hard place on the edge of blood. In great risk, there's the greatest reward. And I feel like the vision for us is this. As young lions and eagles, as prophets and apostles, pastors and teachers, as we start walking towards our heartfelt destination, he will break our fear, he will draw us out of Egypt, he will sanctify us, baptize us. We need for the battle. I really felt for tonight that there's an opportunity for us to be able to step forward into the battle as lions and as eagles, and His word over us will come to pass. Now, there are people here that I think came with needs. And I think there are people here who are young lions and eagles who need to stretch their beaks and claws and their legs and paws. those of us who may be feeling a little less brave, I'm inviting you to come and minister as a lion roars over your life and over your heart and brings you into the promised land, courageous, empowered, sanctified, and in great risk, there's great reward. I'd welcome you. I know there's some hamstrings I'm going after. I know there's some people that have been beat down for too long. And that's not right. And that's not how lions let their families live like You feel God will speak to your heart now. Let's just pause with the music. But I know that He is calling us to minister. got a need I'd ask you to raise your hand perhaps that would be the easiest or come forward whatever you're most comfortable with and if you feel touched around them please may I ask you to be drawn to those people that you see and need
1: The goal of anxiety's...
0: With me for one, one um, more thought that really I felt we should uh, share together is I had Clive Hitchcock uh, join me this morning, and he had a vision this morning where he saw a lion, and he said he saw the lion the same way as that elephant story. You know that old chestnut, the one with the elephant. And it's got a small, tiny little chain around its leg that it could easily break at any moment in time, and it could go striding off into the bush. And yet it doesn't. But he saw a lion with a very thin string around its paw, and it wasn't moving either. And he said it reminded him of canned lions you know, lions bred in captivity that they're lions, they've got every physical that a lion needs claws and paws and muscles from here to there but it just doesn't know who it is it just doesn't know what it carries it just doesn't believe it has the strength to break free and more than break free charge to the battle line not accepting anything less and so I felt like as a declaration for us, over us. Can we take personal responsibility for our entrance into the promised land? That which he has for each one of us. And if you're willing to join me, I have some declarations that I feel will speak to your taking personal responsibility for your entrance into the promised land. So get ready for this. The first is this. Jesus influenced the world dramatically and so do I. Stand up. Let's go. Come on. Jesus influenced the world dramatically and so do I. So do I. So do I. Jesus, just as Peter's shadow... Healing and acts, my very presence releases miraculous transformation to those around me. Miraculous to those around me. There is no limit to the types of people and situations I impact. No limit. I impact. My life causes multitudes to surrender their lives to Jesus. My life, multitudes surrender to Jesus. You're going to love this one. Get ready. My influence will be felt. Hundreds of years. My influence, hundreds of years. Why? Because God's covenants are not limited by my lifespan. My whole family tree is altered. My descendants will be great leaders and influencers. Just as Obed... Oh, you love this. Just as Obed-Edom <laughs> was blessed by the Ark of the Covenant dwelling in his house. So, my city is blessed by me living in it. <laughs> I value and understand the needs of people, therefore I have great favour and influence. My hope, my finances, my strategies, my partnerships are causing great positive change in lives and nations the last one. It is impossible for people around me not to be changed. Now, how hard is it to say some of those things? Hey, did anybody battle with any one of those? Well, I feel like it changes tonight. It changes tonight because the final one, it says it is impossible for people around me not to be changed changed. why because he's changed you and he's fueled us tonight we've entered the promised land so bless every single one of you never the same never the same